Welcome back to the Five Piece Podcast, where we discuss all things purpose, possibility, prayer, productivity, and pressure. I'm your host, Jessica. I'm so excited that you decided to listen in. Today, we are kicking off Season 3, which is titled Journey to Becoming. During the season, we're going to hear the story of several individuals who have either launched businesses or were able to go down the journey of self-discovery that helped them to become successful and achieve goals while being confident and determined. So during today's conversation, we're going to be talking with Miss Kelly Brinson. We're going to be talking about her book, Path to Purpose, as well as her business, Generation 3. We cover a number of things. We talked about what is purpose, identifying purpose, as well as her journey to launching her business. Kelly is a native of Huntsville, Alabama, and has over 36 years of experience with the Department of Defense. She's also recently launched her business, Generation 3 Life Coaching and Consulting, where she helps others go through the journey of understanding oneself, self-empowerment, and being able to apply these lessons to their everyday life. This was a great conversation, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. This will be a two-part episode, so listen to this episode, but make sure you subscribe, leave a comment, and come back for part two so you don't miss out. Okay, with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's conversation. So welcome back to the 5Ps podcast, where we uh, discuss all things productivity, prayer, purpose, pressure, and possibilities. I'm so excited um, to record tonight's episode. I have with me here, Ms. Kelly Brinson, and um, you guys, you're going to be blessed by this conversation. I know I've been blessed just by our conversations and reading through her book. So with that, Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have. Yes. So let's go ahead and jump right into it tonight. Tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself. Okay. I am a native of Alabama. I grew up in a small community um, called Harvest, Alabama, about 15 miles outside of Huntsville. Not sure if you're familiar with that. Uh, I was afforded the opportunity to travel throughout the U.S. and overseas during my 37-year career with the Department of Defense. And I was fortunate enough to return home back here to Huntsville, Alabama in in September of 2000. Uh, I'm a mother of two daughters, five grandchildren, uh, who I affectionately call the little people because they are indeed little people. I'm a published author of my first book titled Path to Purpose, 52 Words and Life Application for Self-Empowerment. I released it May of 2021. I recently launched my life coach titled, uh, the company called Generation 3, Generation 3 Life Coaching Consulting, uh, where our mission is to equip, empower individuals and organizations to operate in purpose and become their best version. Oh, that is great. So this is why, if you guys heard that intro, this is why I'm excited about tonight's conversation, because it really aligns with season three, where we're talking about the journey, so many different things. I want to dive into all of it, you know, um, the career the journey of being a mother, the journey to being an author, as well as launching your business, because all of those take an incredible amount of strength, and they also take an incredible amount of prayer. <laughs> so one of our P's here on the podcast. Yeah. Yes, yeah. across the board. Yeah. 
So let's let's discuss it. So tell me about uh, the key moments that led to you writing your book as well as what led to you launching your business. Okay. The key moments uh, that led me to writing my first book was really a heavy, I was looking for the right word, per- persuasion uh, for the past 25 years. It's just something I felt like God had just impressed on, on my heart to tell my story. I wanted to pay forward the life lessons that I had learned, and I wanted to put them in writing so others could perhaps, you know, have that as a tool to help them on their journey as well. And I called it Path to Purpose uh, because I wanted to be able to help others on that path to purpose, something that I went through or some life lesson I experienced that was some things were not good, so good, but they were life lessons and they helped me get through to become who I am. So I was hoping that my hope is the book will do the same for them uh, as the life lessons did for me. And then the key moments that led to launching Gen 3 Life Coach and Consulting were similar. Uh, It it was something that had just been on my heart to do. I wanted to pay forward uh, the life lessons that I had learned. And I believe that, you know, sometimes we may need a little nudge. Some people need a hard push to actually Mm -hmm. go get into their purpose. And so the book uh, has a little bit of both. It has some gentle pushes. And then it has some 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 really uh, hard pushes that you know it's like you just got to get moving. So all of that you'll find in the in the book in the 52 words and the short stories that I utilize that mostly are about my life and the life of others that I think would be beneficial to the reader. So uh, I love that that path to to launching the business. And even hearing that it was your experiences that led you to do that. Because I think so often when we think about purpose, a lot of people struggle with really having a defining moment, right? They're looking for this big aha or this big, you know, uh, uh, something that's going to hit them over the head that's going to be completely obvious to them. But if I heard you right, if I read between the lines, it sounds like, you know, you were... um, your life was evolving and throughout your life and what you saw, what you experienced and what impacted you, you were able to take all of that to put it into your book. Yes, that's exactly, you You captured that well. Uh, it, it's definitely my story. And those who know me well uh, know that I'm kind of a private person. So mm-hmm. someone asked me before what was the most difficult thing about writing the book. It wasn't actually putting pen to paper. Uh, the most difficult thing was being transparent and allowing people, uh, a lot of people into parts of my life that I had never shared with anyone before. So, but I do believe that, you know, what comes from the heart reaches the heart. So God instructed me to open up because it was what was coming from my heart, my life stories, actually, that would help someone else on their journey. So that was the hardest part. So yes, my life is actually the story. So maybe perhaps that's why I did so long, because I told people I was still becoming. So um, at the point that I wrote the book, I guess God said, you're you're there enough to write this book. Uh, Because actually, I was living through the book. As I was writing the book, it was actually becoming life uh, to me, because I would, I didn't know initially when I started out, it was like each day was a chapter almost. So it was, mm-hmm. a, a, you know, in my life. So for 52 weeks, you know, I, I, I kind of shared a little bit about what I was going through. So the book really is a, it's definitely a living document. Guys, you have to get your hands on it. My favorite chapter 
was the no chapter. And I've talked about this <laughs> wow. on the podcast before because um, when I, I genuinely like to see people happy. So I struggle with yeah. associating no with not fulfilling a need for someone else and also hacking their happiness. But I think in the book you put it, I think you worded it something like all no's are not negative and all yeses are not positive or something of that nature. That's the gist of it. That's what I took from it. And it's to say that you have to be able to decipher what's good for you versus what's bad or what's God for you versus what's good in some instances as well. I'm going to pivot here from the questions and ask you, when you read through the book or when you've gone back to reflect on what you wrote, which chapter speaks to you the most? I think the chapter that speaks to me the most uh, is one that I used yesterday for my godmom's tribute, and it's uh, homegrown. And and because that takes me back to my very beginning, my childhood, I I actually can visualize my childhood when I read that chapter, you know, growing up um, out in the country, you know, country when it wasn't popular. Now everybody, you know, wants to be associated with country. They want the good country life, but it was kind of a negative word when I was growing up in the 60s. So that's my favorite chapter because that's my foundation. Uh, Everything in that chapter uh, just kind of really describes who I am at the core. So that would be my favorite chapter would be uh, homegrown. And after that, it would be capacity. And the reason I would say capacity being second, because I think it's so important that we know our capacity level. Uh, For years, as you mentioned, your favorite chapter being the word no, uh, I had to reach my full capacity, actually gone over it before I learned how to say no, because it was starting to affect me health-wise. So so those three chapters are, you know, really important to me as well. Uh, But yes, my favorite, if I had to choose one, would be homegrown, because that's really who I am. Everything about me uh, is, is, is just, you know, the basic, simple lifestyle. Most people who see me, they don't believe that. They said, oh, I can't believe you grew up in the country on the farm. And, you know, you, you know, pick vegetables and stuff out of the garden. I did all of that, you know, played outside. That's why I can relate to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they thought I was, you know, oh, you're a city girl. I said, no, I'm far from it. So so Mm -hmm. when, when, when things become really overwhelming, you know, I take a trip back out to where I actually was born and grew up at you know, and get regrounded again and, and, and just, you know, kind of start afresh. And so that, that's sure my favorite. I can see how all of that comes together. And when you talk about the path to purpose, you know, you start, it has a starting point, right? When you're a child, there's something that you're, you connect to that's just like, oh, okay, maybe this is what it is or as you enter into adulthood or you get into your career, you naturally start to see what you've been gifted to do. So before we dive into purpose and why some may find it difficult to find their purpose, I want to talk a little bit about defining purpose because your book is titled Path to Purpose, 52 Words in Life Applications for Self-Empowerment. So how would you define purpose? I would define purpose as the reason God created me. And when you fully operate in the God-given purpose, 
I think I will fill a space that otherwise not be filled in the earth. And there would be probably many that would have missed opportunities because I didn't walk in what God created me for, because God doesn't waste anything. You know, the Bible tells us that, you know, not one tear uh, is wasted or drops that he's not aware of. So I believe when God had me in mind, he had, there was a, I was the answer to someone's problem or encouragement for somebody's journey. So I believe that my purpose is the reason God created me. And I believe that I'm operating in that purpose. And as you mentioned about becoming, I think each day I become a little bit more of the best version of myself, which I can offer uh, to others that God allows to cross my path or allow me to cross their path. That, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Why do you think many people find it difficult to find their purpose? When I started that question, you know, when you sent me, I, I, I was like, okay, let me just give this some thought. Um, I believe there's two reasons that people find it difficult to find their purpose. The first one is they're listening to or they're following after the definition of others mm. rather than looking inside of themselves where I believe it all began. And in first Peter, well, excuse me, second Peter uh, one and three um, says as, as, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who are called us by his glory and virtues, virtue. I believe all things, including our purpose was given to us and no one else. I certainly believe God sent people alongside of us to help nurture us and cultivate our purpose, but I firmly believe that our purpose is found within us. And so the reason I believe so many people find it difficult because they're looking in the wrong places. We're, we're, we're all looking outside, and I believe that the purpose is on, is on the inside. So I think that's why they have a difficulty. And then they listen to other people, as I said, people, oh, I think you should be this. Oh, you, you do this well. Why don't you try this? And I think there's so many voices, and that's something that God had, had dealt with me about. There's so many voices. There's so many things that's vying for my attention. But it's not until I get still and get quiet that I can hear his voice. He's not trying mm -hmm. to sound out mm -hmm. all the other voices. He waits until I silence them and be still, and then I can hear him speak. So that's I believe the so difficulty is listening. Yeah, listening to others and not looking within yourself. That, that's good. Not listening to others. And not looking within yourself. And you also said something else too that we always call out on the podcast. When we talk about purpose, we always call it your God-given purpose. Because he he's yes. the one that lays out the plans for your life. He has um, he has great things in store, but you have to be able to hear his voice. Because I think that's where uh, yes. I, I completely agree with what you said. So many people mimic what they think they should be doing right you know where others have found success and what others seem to be attracted towards or where they feel like they can either uh obtain wealth or popularity versus just doing what god wants them to do and being good at it so with that Paul may be saying hey i understand purpose and god has given me a vision and I'm sure that when you started to write your book, there was purpose within the book, but then there also had to be a vision, right? He showed you what you were supposed to be doing. So how would you say that you were able to take the vision God gave you and turn it into a reality? Well, you mentioned that much earlier in the podcast, you talked about prayer. So I, I prayed and asked God for wisdom 
and knowledge uh, to how to walk the things out that he had placed inside of me. So first I started with prayer. And then I had to lean heavily on my faith, especially through the times when I couldn't see God's hand in the situation. I had to trust the history of our relationship. Mm. Uh, our relationship, he has never let me down. He's always been faithful uh, to the words that he placed over my life. So prayer for wisdom and knowledge, relying heavily on the faith that when I couldn't see his hand, that I trusted, you know, his heart. And and then I trusted our relationship, as I said, um, as he unfolded. You know, he just unfolded it all uh, like that. You know, sometimes I didn't see it, but I heard what he said. He was like, you know, though you don't see it, what did I say? So my faith had to really kick in at, at some times when he was saying, I want you to do this. And I was like, you really want me to do that? And it was like, yes. And it seemed bigger than I was. And And it was bigger than I was. But it wasn't bigger than the both of us. So so me minus him, it was it was too big. But me plus him, it, you know, I was more than capable. I think that's the reason why God doesn't show us everything. Because we cannot comprehend what he has in store. I mean, the scripture even tells us that. So I think that's that's beautiful. Because with that, you know, with prayer and your faith and your history of relationship and knowing God to be faithful, you've been able to step out. And you recently stepped yes. out. And not only did you write a book, but you also launched your business three generations. Or is it three generations? I want to make sure I have it right. Well, yeah, generation three. Okay, generation three. Oh my goodness, I have it all backwards, guys. So it's generation three. So tell us yeah. all about generation. <laughs> yes, tell us all about it. <laughs> well, Generation Three was it was it was birth again, as I mentioned earlier, about being able to pay forward the wisdom, knowledge, and life lessons that has gotten me to the point of where I am in my living life on purpose. Uh, I wanted to be able to pay forward to generations. I believe that uh, I think it's a proverb, Chinese proverb, that says, "You give a man a fish." he'll be hungry tomorrow. If you teach the man to fish, he'll be richer forever. I believe that the Gen X, the millennials, Gen Zs and beyond, we perhaps, and I say we as the baby boomers, I believe we kind of handicap them. You know, since we were able to acquire more, we give them more, but we gave them more of things. I don't think we gave them more of accountability or responsibility. So now we've created a generation that feels entitled and many of the parents, like myself, they have children still living at home with them. They're still taking care of them. They feel like, you know, they're, that's what their parents should do. And, and I, I said, I don't judge them, but I, I want to step in and be a solution. So Generation 3 is just that. I want to pay forward to the generation, my generation, to help us understand and educate that by giving our children everything, and don't make them responsible or accountable. We're really not helping them. We're really hurting them uh, because they don't, most of them never grow up, you know, and then when they lose a parent, no one else is going to do for them what their parent did. So then they really have to learn how to do life probably at a much older age and probably without the proper tools that they need because they've always relied on their parents. So I'm hoping that generation three will help pay forward to the generation, my generation, educating us on, you know, how to be better parents. Uh, I don't think it's too late 
to 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 make that adult son or daughter be responsible. I, I believe we can start where they are, and and hopefully for the parent, the new parents that's coming along, the millennials and the Gen Zs and beyond, that as we acquire more wealth in things, that we don't dismiss the fact that we need to pour the wealth of knowledge and understanding and compassion and appreciation and responsibility into that next generation. Because if we don't, then we'll have a generation of entitled individuals uh, lacking compassion. And, and I think that it'll be a struggle for them overall. Yeah, I definitely can see that nowadays, you know, being a millennial um, and some of the conversations I have with my friends along with colleagues and then even seeing some of the younger generation um, enter into the workforce as well and how we operate is completely different from the baby boomer generation and even our work ethic as well. I think there have been some challenges now when you think about things like inflation and some of the other difficulties that people are trying to overcome but I think like to your point it's the compassion, it's all of those things and working hard to, to make sure you're prepared when opportunities present themselves so that you can seize them. It's, it's, all of, it's all of those principles about working hard, showing up daily, um, doing your best and really um, leading, leading forward. And I think that's why tying the business back to even your book where you talk about mentorship and, and then also pull back into the various success tips and the success steps, I think is actually what it's called, and confidence, all of those different things together. I could definitely see how generation three, <laughs> generation. generation three encompasses all of those things. So what was the inspiration behind the name? Generation three. Yes. <laughs> The name Generation 3 was inspired by and in honor of my two daughters, my grandchildren, and myself. I wanted to create a foundational business in which they could build upon. So that was my reason for uh, launching Generation 3, life coaching consulting. It was for mm -hmm. my daughters, my grandchildren, and myself. And really wanting to leave and show them, I believe, as the Chinese proverb was saying, I didn't want to just give them a fish you know, I wanted to teach them how to fish. So if I'm going to teach them how to do business and, you know, and how to stand on their own, then I wanted to be leading out front. So who's your target audience for your business? So if we have listeners here, do you do a lot of consulting with the baby, baby boomer generation, the millennials, or do you, do you say that your, your coaching covers all of the, the various generations, all three generations? <laughs> well, basically, I think it has covered most of them. I've spoken to a group of a small group of young high school young ladies. They were age 12, I think, to like 16. You know, I've spoken to an older group of church, um, uh, late women's department, and they were probably um, baby boomers or even before baby boomers, maybe like in their 60s and 70s. So I think I've spoken a little bit. So. I, when I try to say a targeted audience, um, it, it's really pretty vast. You know, I've spoken to all of them, so I tried to I tried to write the book um, so that it would reach all generations. I wanted to be able to reach the youngest reader as well as the oldest reader, uh, because what I was telling a lot of the older people who have been reading it, well, you know, they feel like 
they're, they're at the end of their path. They're very close. And I said, well, as long as, you know, God has given us life, there's still something that you, you know, you can provide. You may no, no longer be uh, a teacher in the classroom. Maybe you'll be a mentor. Maybe you'll go to the kindergarten and, and you know, share some of your gifts there. And like I tell my, my dad often, he can no longer do the things that he could do as a mechanic, you know, with his hands and his eyes. I said, however, but you can be an instructor and talk a young guy through, you know, how to change a water pump, how to change your tire. You know, your voice is still valuable, even though your hands and your body may not be able to do the things you used to do. Then then you use what God has, has you know, what has he equipped with kept you equipped with, you know, your voice. So I, I tell them it's still not too late. You're not too old because if God still has you here, I think he, I still believe firmly there's still purpose in you. If it wasn't, I think, you know, once we fulfilled our purpose and we've done everything that God wants us to do, poured out all our gifts in the earth, then as like my godmother, you know, at 94, you know, he can say, well done. You know, she poured out everything in her. She honestly did not leave anything uh, left undone. I believe that God had given her to do, and I think that's just what God wants us to do. He wants to, us to pour out everything, and you know, don't die with, with, with valuable gifts inside of you that possibly could help someone else. So I tell them they're not too old, so so yes. Now that's a nugget to live by God. Don't die, uh, well die empty. Don't leave anything. Yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Kelly. This is only part one, so stay tuned. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll get notifications about part two of this conversation. Before we end, I want to share our announcements like we always do. Our first announcement is make sure you connect with Kelly online. I'm going to leave information to connect with her on social media as well as information about how to secure her book. You want to check it out. I really enjoyed reading through it. Our second announcement is, hey guys, I've released two new books well one is a journal one is a book so if you have little ones toddler aged kids you would you will enjoy these items so I released a book with my daughter that's called Princess Pearl by Annalyn Walker and Jessica Walker check it out it's on Amazon and it's also available on uniquetreats.com and my son has released a journal called My Bright Ideas by Layton Walker all of the details will be linked in today's episode card Our third announcement is if you are looking for business consulting, you need help starting your business and you're on the journey to exploring what it's like to be an entrepreneur, or if you're just looking to better maintain the things that you already have underway, connect with my business development company, Promising Presence. You can reach us at promisingpresence.com. Send over your information in the contact us box and someone from the team will reach out to you. Connect with us online. That's our fourth announcement. So follow us on Instagram at 5PS Podcast. You can also connect with us on LinkedIn at Curated Connections by Promising Presence. It's a private group where we share tips and tricks on how to take your career or your business to the next level. Guys, that's it. Make sure you share this episode out with everyone you know and reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about this episode. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, hey, send me a message. My platform is your platform. Okay, guys, with that, take care.